0: what goes on what goes on everybody it is d from the od sports podcast so sorry about my recent absence uh, crazy life events 2020 you already know what goes on as a matter of fact just moved in to uh to, with my girlfriend and her roommate we're looking for our own place right now but i'm still trying to figure out a uh, time where i can you know consistently like i still gotta work on my setup Trying to figure out a time where I can consistently uh, consistently record. Trying to figure out scheduling things with my uh, partner Mo over there. Uh, as a matter of fact, he just dropped uh, episode nine point one, week three. Go ahead and listen to that. Uh, today's episode is going to be a little bit of a mini episode, um, and I will have a full episode for uh, my week four, um, as well as you know what I've seen in the league thus far. We're going to try. And I'll link up to get another joint episode going. Um, but as of right now, uh, I'm not here to talk about my life. I'm here to talk about football. More specifically, I'm here to talk about Adam Gase. So let's just get right into it. I mean, I'm putting Adam Gase on trial. From last year, Eric bien the offensive coordinator of the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, got incredible, great reviews from Andy Reid. He said that, I mean, Eric, Yeah, Uh, Andy Reid said that Eric Viennemi is ready to be a head coach and he's going to be an excellent head coach. And you know what? The Andy Reid coaching tree is, uh, it's it's pretty darn good. Andy Reid's been doing this for quite some time, and it's pretty darn good. One of uh, his most notable, uh, uh, one of the most notable underlings coming from that coaching tree, as a matter of fact, Ron Rivera. And you've seen what he's done with the Carolina Panthers. And let's not forget, just a couple of years ago, Cam Newton, league MVP, 15-1 and season, made it all the way to the Super Bowl, and were only thwarted by the hellacious defense of the uh, Denver Broncos. But they were very much in it for most of the game, but the Broncos just would not let them up. Fast forward, what happened to the Carolina Panthers, you know, key stars and players got injured, Cam Newton can't stay healthy, still played well, just couldn't stay healthy, couldn't. Uh, you know, perform to the best of his abilities. Now, Aaron Rivera is uh, doing wondrous things for a team that's not even really a team in the Washington football team out there in D.C. Uh, and, you know, he's completely changed the culture. He inspires his guys to win. Great head coach. So, anytime Andy Reid tells you to uh, watch out for a head coach, I-, I do believe that you have to listen. Now, Eric Bieniemy was available last year uh, before the start of the, uh, uh, 2018, 20, uh, the 2019 uh, season, 2019 to 2020 season. Uh, the thing was that I'm over here, I was championing because, hey, the Todd Bowles project didn't work out. Uh, Sam Darnold was entering his second year. I'm thinking, hey, a great offensive-minded head coach coming in, Worked with Andy Reid, worked with Patrick Mahomes, coming from a, a culture of winning. Um, like what's what what could be more perfect than a Jets team that's trying to figure out their way? Not to mention, let's let's also remember that this is the same year that the Jets just uh were able to land Le'Veon Bell. He was a free agent, didn't play for a year, but this guy was the 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 yards yards from scrimmage leader in the league. With the uh, with the with the Pittsburgh Steelers, so I don't think anybody was necessarily questioning his ability to play and ball out. I think people were just wondering if he would come back into the league and be the top, uh, uh, be the top one of the top running backs that we've seen for him. But I'm pretty sure, like th- there was no question, you know, uh, about his ability to play and ball out. I don't even think he would have slipped down to the bottom half of running backs. So I still think if he had come in, him coming in and, and starting to play, that he would be, you know, a, uh, he would still be a top 10 receiver. I mean, a top 10 running back, even if it's not, uh, uh, even if it's not number one, number two, you know. Um, but the Jets did not hire Eric Bieniemy even though they had a a coaching spot to fill. Instead, they stick within the division and they pick up a head coach, former head coach of the Miami Dolphins, Adam Gase. When this happened, I let out a groan that I'm pretty sure could be heard around the world. I actually got a noise complaint from the uh, groan because I just couldn't, I saw it. I saw the hiring and I couldn't just let up a, Oh, uh, why? Just why? I mean, Hugh Jackson has he he didn't he hasn't uh, performed well in Cleveland. He's out the league. He doesn't have a he doesn't have a head coaching job. And then you can look at uh, Marvin Lewis and uh, what he did for the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I mean, the Cincinnati Bengals went to the playoffs seven years in a row under Andy Dalton. I mean, yeah, they might be zero seven, but shoot, they went to the playoffs seven years in a row in one of the toughest divisions in football. I mean, sure, the argument can be made that, you know, they had uh, they had to go against the Browns twice a year. Uh, but even then, it's like, hey, this is the NFL. There's no such thing as an easy win in the NFL. Uh, you have to go in and you have to respect every single team. I mean, Miami and Fitzpatrick showed us that last season when uh, Fitzpatrick went against the uh, New England Patriots not only winning that game, but knocking the New England Patriots down a couple of pegs so that they would have to go into the gauntlet, so that they would have to be in Foxborough for uh, t- uh, Tennessee Titans team that was ready to make a deeper run into the playoffs with uh, former Miami Dolphins quarterback Ryan Tannehill. And what happened, I mean, yeah, Derrick Henry absolutely balled out. Ryan Tannehill played well, despite, you know, not necessarily being a part of that uh, being a big part of the offensive scheme, uh, but you know, they knocked down Tom Brady and moved up and made it all the way to the championship round. Um, and that's and that's an, that's that's another reason why I had to roam so hard because Ryan Tannehill, I mean, th- this guy was, was a scrub under Adam Gase and the Miami Dolphins. Like, yeah, there were some flashes that he might be a pretty decent quarterback, but when he left the Miami Dolphins, I'm like, all right, you know, this is him. Guys, he's going to become a pretty okay backup, maybe. But I was ready to write him off. Now he's on the Tennessee Titans. I wouldn't go as far to call him like a top, top five, top ten quarterback necessarily, but he does exactly what the Titans need to do, and you know what? He's pretty darn good at it. The only, uh, he, he was an incredibly efficient quarterback in the Tennessee Titans last year, only being outdone in efficiency by uh, Drew Brees and can you believe Kirk Cousins? So. Um, that's so if I'm putting Adam Gates on trial, that's the exhibit A for me. This guy is supposed to be the quarterback guru, right? He worked with Peyton Manning when Peyton Manning was calling all the plays, uh, Peyton Manning was winning games. But here's the thing Peyton Manning had so much freedom to call audibles, and we all know as football fans, you know Peyton Manning is the audible king. As a matter of fact, if you played any Madden game uh, in the past like 10 uh, or while Peyton Manning was uh, still a quarterback, you had him on the CPU doing, like, a career mode for a running back and a, or a wide receiver or whatever. Do you remember what that was a thing? Um, Peyton Manning would just... Uh, the CPU would have Peyton Manning audible. As a matter of fact, I remember back in Madden Wait when you were teaching... When they were teaching you audibles through, during, uh like, uh, skill drills and camp or whatever, Peyton Manning was the premier example of that, you know, of that. So... Yeah, Adam Gates was the uh, you know quarterback coach, but at the end of the day, it's like how much influence did he really have over Peyton Manning? We don't know necessarily for sure, so I'm not going to stick on that for too much. But going back to the Ryan Tannehill thing, it's like yeah, you know what? Here's the thing: Ryan Tannehill he uh, he leaves Miami, gets a backup job for the Tennessee Titans. Marcus Mariota, after uh, after after uh, two and four starts of the season, you know gets benched. Tannehill comes in and the Titans just absolutely damn near run the table even, squeeze into the playoffs, make it all the way to the championship game and start leading against the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. So uh, they were pretty darn, I mean, they kept that game close and they were pretty darn close to uh, uh, beating the Chiefs and making it all the way to the Super Bowl. Uh, I wouldn't have be, uh, been able to, uh, you know, go toe-to-toe with Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers. Who's to say it? Mike Grable is a great head coach. Love him. Love what he's done in Tennessee. Uh, but that's not here hero there. You can look at it. You can look at what Tannehill has done this year, and he's still playing pretty darn well for the Tennessee Titans. I mean, he made his $100 million, and he's earning it. Derrick Henry is still a stable quarterback. He's earning his $50 million. Um, uh, and the Tennessee Titans look great. They're three and zero right now. They have some close games, but they're three and zero because now they know how to win. They have a quarterback that knows that can do exactly what they need to do. It looks like they have a uh, great uh, offensive schemes out there, uh, you know, and and they're a team that knows exactly what they want to do. Coming back to the New York Jets, however, the New York Jets are interesting because for a little bit there, it seemed as though they were the superior team to the New York Giants. The New York Giants were uh, flailing all over the place in the Ben McAdoo days and the Pat Shermer days and just confusion and uh, culture issues and and injuries and whatever what have you. Meanwhile, the Jets behind Sam Darnold, they're actually stringing together some wins, uh, stringing together some wins, had a great game against the Cowboys last year. You know, um, they, they they looked somewhat promising despite, you know, Sam Darnold getting mono being out uh for, you know, for the first uh four to six weeks of the season and uh some injuries that they had to deal with. But but what I kept on hearing from uh what I kept on hearing from from people that, you know, were trying to at the very least defend out of was that the was that the Jets finished six and two. Now mind you. Last year, I didn't care about the six and two. I still did not want Adam Gase as the head coach, and a big reason because of that were because the uh, the, the the Jets. I mean, one of their wins came against uh, a completely rebuilding Miami team. Now, mind you, earlier in the season last year, they got spanked. They they got handled by the Miami Dolphins, and and were uh, you know were just looking overall lost. Uh and then when they when they did meet the Miami Dolphins, it wasn't from a high scoring fashion. I mean the defense did most of the work and they escaped with the win by uh practically just a touchdown. Um another one of their wins came against uh 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 Mason Rudolph of the uh uh Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Pittsburgh Steelers offense stunk last season. I see it as Ben Roethlisberger, Went down. Uh, and They had to work, and they had to play. Doc Hodges and Mason Rudolph. I mean, the Pittsburgh Steelers. They couldn't do anything. Juju Smith-Schuster had his worst season by far. Couldn't even crack 900 yards last season, and only had two touchdowns, if I remember correctly. Uh, James Conner couldn't get anything going because they know, like, hey, these quarterbacks are scrubs. So anyway, uh, it was really. Uh, what what convinced me of the Jets winning those games were were uh, Greg Williams's defense uh, and what they were able to do with Jamal Adams and uh, what they were able to do and just trying to limit uh, opposing yards like uh, the opponents yards game in game out. Mind you, let's not forget the the Jets had a number seven-ranked defense when it came to, uh, to to yards. I mean, they were stopping teams. They were, uh, they were forcing teams to, you know, actually think outside the box and figure out a way to move the ball against them. Like, this Jets' defense was good last season. The problem is that their offense was the 32nd-ranked offense in the league. It was 32nd-ranked offense with Le'Veon Bell, with Sam Darnold, that's supposed to be improving in his second season. And Adam Gase just did not put up any type of offensive plan that really inspired fear into the hearts of a lot of defensive coordinators. So, and, and that brings me back to Exhibit B. Sam Darnold has yet uh, and, and I'm, I'm pretty sure of this, Sam Darnold has yet to crack 20 touchdowns in his young career so far. Patrick Mahomes, two years ago in 2018, Patrick Mahomes threw for 50 touchdowns. 50 touchdowns and only his, what, second year? Sir? Yeah, and only his second year playing in the league, and he cracked 50 touchdowns. But granted, that's with all these offensive weapons, that's in a uh, organization that knew how to win, and that's also with him learning from uh, uh, Alex Smith. Uh, Sam Darnold, I mean, he had Josh McCown to uh, learn from, and I believe that, you know, even though Josh McCown might not have found the uh, great success in his career, he's always been a solid backup, and he's always been a great mentor for the young quarterbacks. So at the very least, Sam Darnold did have a little bit of guidance. Uh, The problem is that uh, this year, it's all Sam now. And uh, Adam Gase is supposed to be we like the Jets assured their fans that Adam Gates was supposed to be the guy to help mentor and help grow and help develop Sam Donald. And honestly, that that just has not been the case. It really hasn't. Sam Darnold is an incredibly young dude. And I remember when they were talking about him earlier in their career, his teammates liked him. His teammates actually believed in him. They said, "Hey, Sam Darnold doesn't even take notes. He's just in the he's in the film room, in the meeting rooms, and he just memorizes things. Boom, bam, bop." I think Sam Darnold is an incredibly smart quarterback, and I think he has a steel chat as a quarterback. The problem is that when you have an offensive scheme that doesn't uh, that that doesn't even attempt to try to help out young quarterbacks, it doesn't even attempt to try and work, you know, uh, it doesn't even attempt to try to scheme guys open or, or you know, get your quarterback some easy throws to get them inside a rhythm. Uh, it, it, you know, it's not going anywhere. Um, another problem that I have too, especially with uh, with the Jets offense, is that uh, it's, it's, it's boring and it feels predictable. You can watch any Jets game. As a matter of fact, before you watch any Jets game, I Look at Kyle Shanahan's game plan for the Giants uh, back in, uh, what was it, week two. Or week three, I should say. Back in week three when uh, Kyle Shanahan went against the Giants, the plays that they did, the motions in the backfield, the misdirections, it confuses defensive coordinators because the Giants thought that, hey, you know what, they got a backup quarterback. They have a whole bunch of injuries on the offensive line. We could just blitz the hell out of them, and uh, you know, uh, we can blitz the hell out of them and and uh, uh, get, put some pressure on that backup quarterback and stop the offense from running. Kyle Shanahan, he he schemed a game that got guys open, that got the defense confused, that had guys turning around looking like, "Huh," but that was that was your man, that was my man. Um, you know, they, I mean, he just he knows how to call great plays. Uh, they have a great scheme out there. You can look at Stefanski out in uh Cleveland. They have some great schemes out there. Matt Nagy, he's a he's one of my most underrated coaches because you look at his offense, his offense is incredibly clever. And uh as a matter of fact, Mitch Trubisky is just a guy that he he doesn't make good decisions. He misses uh open receivers. He he you know Mitch Trubisky just ain't it. Alright, he might be able to have a decent job as a backup. Who knows? He could become the Net spits magic, but Trubisky just isn't the guy that uh Matt Nagy's, uh off like that can that can benefit from uh uh offensive scheme like Matt Nagy's because he just doesn't make the right decisions. Going back to Sam Darnold, uh I mean, look, the case could be made. Hey, Daniel Jones, his biggest problem. Uh, Was uh, his biggest problem was the fumbles, but he could still find guys down the field because why? You know, the uh, offensive coordinators of the Giants will scheme guys down the field. Sam Darnold doesn't have that. Now, granted, all of his playmakers are injured, but at the very least, like, you can try to get your fastest guy... Oh, excuse me. You can try try to get your fastest guy out on the edge... Uh, throw him down 50 yards and just say, you know what, I'm going to put the ball up, you go get it, you know. Uh, even this game, uh, you see that James uh, Jameson Crowder, Carter's been Sam Darnold's favorite target. Uh, and, and I predicted that Crowder was going to uh, finally go ahead and break his, uh, you know, his uh, first 1,000-yard uh, season in his career but you know he's been injured he just came back played in week 4 and was looking good like Sam Darnold was finally you can tell that Sam Darnold was relieved to finally have a weapon that can get open and that's exactly what he did you know he, Carter was able to get open and Darnold was able to hit him every single time i and and i know that a lot of jets fans are questioning Darnold's ability abilities as a quarterback but at the end of the day, you really have to look at you know what are they doing for him on offense. The Jets don't have a run game. Frank Gore has been running pretty well, but when you constantly just call inside run, inside run, inside run, no counters, no outside zones, no pinches, no flips, no you know why no sweeps, no nothing, just straight up inside runs. I mean, like it's it's uh it. it you, you can't get very far. And then even then, like, we see that the Jets, they don't have a lot of play-action plays in their repertoire. And what's been ha- what's been being hammered, especially in 2020, quarterbacks love and love to use the play-action. Uh, I mean, look at Ma- uh, Matt LaFleur's ability uh, to coach with Aaron Rodgers. Play-actions have been absolutely darting up the best of the best of them out there in Green Bay. And now the Packers are 3-0 and looking even better than ever. Still not apologizing, but we'll get to that in another episode. Sam Darnold doesn't have any of that. Worst of all, it doesn't feel like him and his coach had that great, you know, connection, like that great, uh, uh, um, uh, like, even, I would even go ahead and to say friendship that they had, you know, um, they don't have like a great relationship. I should say, it doesn't feel like they have a great relationship, you know? I mean, look at what Cam Newton is doing with uh with Bill Belichick. I mean, I didn't think that this was going to be a match made in heaven, but shoot, maybe opposites do attract because Bill Belichick, it seems like he's having a great time in New England. Cam Newton is definitely having a great time in New England. And New England, we, I, I was ready to write them off, but shoot, they have a chance to even... You know, challenge the Buffalo Bills for the division when they when they go against each other. That's going to be a great freaking game. But the Jets look sorry. I mean, first of all, you're going to get rid of Robbie Anderson, one of uh, Sam Darnold's other weapons, uh, and then just try to bring uh, uh Zim's in from the draft. And it's like, yeah, I get it, but like, don't you want to have at least more weapons? And don't you want this organization? to start building up some kind of stability now understand that this is on uh the uh this is on uh more so the general manager and personnel decisions but uh adam gates he has a decent like him and the general manager right now in the jets organization are kind of on equal footing um but you know they got rid of robbie anderson uh uh adam gates didn't want to bring Le'Veon bell in uh, and he hasn't made any plays to scheme Le'Veon Bell to be open despite the fact that Le'Veon Bell is one of the uh, best uh uh receiving backs and running backs uh in the league. I mean last year he he only had something like 700 yards. Uh it was atrocious. Um the, the schemes are they're, they're boring, they're predictable and that is one of the reasons why the Jets have been in the 32nd sec- why the Jets were the 32nd Rank offense last season, and if I'm not mistaken, I do believe that they're pretty much uh, in the 30s for this season. Now, I watched the game between the Denver Broncos and New York Jets, and honestly, this was a game that I said, if the Jets can, at the very least, win this game, defeat a uh, a Denver Broncos team who was rebuilding around a new quarterback in Drew Locke and had a pretty solid defense uh, to begin with, they have been absolutely decimated by injuries. I mean, they're almost as bad as the uh, San Francisco 49ers, but the Denver Broncos has absolutely been decimated by the injuries to the point where it's like, they had this guy in. I don't even know his name. Don't know where in the world he come from. I said, damn, they don't have lock. They don't have Disco. They gotta put this guy in. I mean, shoots. And and yet, and and yet, he looked like his offensive scheme looked better than Darnold's. I mean, at the end of the day, it, you know, his guys were able to get open. He was able to throw some bombs down the field. He was able to get uh, a nice touchdown to Jerry Judy on an underthrown ball, by the way. But Jerry Judy was open. But you can see the offensive scheme for uh, the Denver Broncos, It was like they were able to just light it up a lot more than the Jets were able to. And another problem that I have with the Jets is that they keep on kind of doing the same thing. Uh, you know, Sam Darnold drops back has to run for his life. None of his receivers are open, so he either has to, like, try to throw it away and make something happen, take a sack, or make a play with his legs. And we've seen him have the ability to make a play with his legs, but it really does feel as though Sam Darnold is in the position where making a play with his legs and trying to run around and escape the pocket and doing whatever he can, that's all he does. Uh, The offensive line is, yeah, as you know, it's bad. But shoot, I mean, at the very least, you can run the ball a little bit more often, or you can uh, get some decent screenplays or something to help out your players. I mean, uh, Adam Gase is a guy that always talks about, you know, hey, the scheme works, you just have to execute it. The scheme works, you just have to execute it. Well, I'm sorry, Adam, but this is your second year going Uh, 0-4, like back-to-back years going 0-4. The scheme is not working. The, the, the defensive linemen, if they have to constantly be on their heels trying to protect the pass, of course teams are going to take advantage of it. Not to mention, you commit almost nothing to the run game. So, of course, teams are going to be like, you know what? All we have to do is uh, set our guys back, prepare for the pass, get in a couple of blitzes every now and again, and we're going to be all right. And the uh, offensive line, again, constantly, constantly <coughs> on their heels. They have no leverage against any other defense. Uh, you know, they can't just straight up like try to bully their way with the run. Uh they 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 there's no play action to take the defense off balance. I mean, right now the Jets have nothing and and the routes that the receivers are running, they're all like horizontal left and right, left and right. I mean, shoot. The New York Jets have gotten into the most third downs. of any team in the league. I mean, and and yeah, you can say, like, okay, cool, a whole bunch of third down opportunities. But what does that really mean? It means you're not getting the job done on first and second downs. I mean, having a decent third down conversion percentage is pretty all right. But if you have to take 15, 20 third downs in the game, I mean, that that can't be a good sign for your offense. What it really means is that you're just barely getting it done, if you even have. A decent third down percentage for your games. I mean, but you know, the scheme, it's not working. Sam Darnold looks lost. Sam Darnold last year against the New England Patriots. Y'all heard it, it was a big thing, you know. But he's you know, I mean, he went over to the sideline and he said, Hey, look, coach, I'm seeing ghosts. The the New England Patriots are zero blitzing consistently, constantly, zero blitzing Darnold, and and there's nothing he can do but there was absolutely no screen pass set out by Adam Gates to try to help Sam Darnold. Why? Because he's stubborn. He doesn't want to adapt. If his scheme just so happens to be a mismatch for your defense, then we'll start to see the Jets' offense start to come alive a little bit. But unless that's the case, I mean, it, it, it what, what are they going to do? they have to constantly rely on their defense. Look, this is a team that had three interceptions this game, one of them for a pick six, and they still lost. I mean, do you think that the the Baltimore Ravens are going to let that happen, uh, a loss with three interceptions? Absolutely not. I mean, the, you can even look at the Detroit Lions, who have also had a somewhat stagnant offense trying to get Adrian Peterson in the run game trying to get Kenny Galladay coming off of that injury, trying to get him uh, worked back up, but they got, they had the gift of three interceptions by Kyler Murray, and they made, they turned it into a win. They they beat a a very good Arizona Cardinals team. So, you know, like, when you have the turnover differential like that, the defense played fairly well. They got some pressure on the young guy. I mean, But at the end of the day, the offense can't do anything but give the ball back to the opposing team. And now the defense, tired, sweaty, fatigued, have to try to find some kind of way to win the game. But you don't see any kind of adjustments. There's no adjustments by Adam Gates. There's no creativity by Adam Gates. There's no help from Adam Gates to try and, you know, make things at the very least a little bit easier on his team. Adam Gase has been a complete and utter disaster. I don't want to hear about the Jets going going seven nine last year because they went seven and nine against games, against underachieving, rebuilding or decimated teams. That that their six and two run. That's who they. You know that that was the key. They yeah they beat the Bills at the end of the year, but the Bills weren't even playing anybody because they already locked up their playoffs. seed. So what I mean, like, like, so last year's not convincing, right? Excuse me, because now I'm, now I'm getting heated. But let's look at it. Last year, yes, they go six and two, but they still end up with the worst offensive uh, rank in the league. Um, and then this year, they start on for the offense is atrocious. Of uh, they barely have any passes that have gone beyond twenty yards. A lot of, they have the most third down attempts of any team in the league, like, by far, if I'm not mistaken, and they just can't do anything. The only offensive touchdown of this game was Sam Darnold, uh, uh, you know, like, basically making a run on a play that had broken down. Uh, like, yeah, the, uh, you, you're. look, the Tennessee Titans can get away with five field goals because, the goal of Mike Vrabel is very clear: rush Henry, set up the play action for Tannehill, manage the game, make sure that we are always have the ball or in a position to win at the end of the game, and that's what they do, and that is why they are 3-0. And the teams have bought into Mike Vrabel; they rallied around Ryan Tannehill. Excuse me, and I, and honestly, honestly. I believe that Sam Darnold is a better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill. I honestly, honestly believe that. But he has no weapons. He has an offensive line that's constantly on roller skates. He has a coach that doesn't want to make any adjustments or do anything to try and aid and assist this team to get towards victories. And honestly, the Jets, are, are they've, they've gotten into this losing culture that they can't seem to get out of. I mean, maybe that's what happens when you trade your leaders. Maybe that's what happens when you uh, give away your hungry guys. I mean, you remember Robbie Anderson at the uh, towards the end of the season. He, you know, he's putting up tutties. He's getting deep uh, plays of, of 20 yards or more, and he says, "Man, yo, I just want to be in a Pro Bowl." Now he's in Carolina, but rebuilding Carolina, by the way back-to-back 100-yard games, a 50-yard game, and I believe he got a touchdown in that one, too, against the uh, LA Chargers. Him with Teddy Bridgewater, they look absolutely fantastic. And that's the thing. Matt Rule, this is his first year coming out of college back in the NFL, and he's making the Carolina Panthers look good. I thought the Carolina Panthers were going to go 4-14, but you know what? They've been able to train, train together a win or two. You know, they... The Carolina Panthers, they look promising. They look very promising. But you can't say that about the Jets. As a matter of fact, the only thing that's really definitive about the Jets is that they are objectively worse. They are so objectively worse that it's not even funny. Sam Darnold is definitely regressing. I mean, he already has four interceptions on the year. He only has three touchdowns through four weeks. Three touchdowns through four weeks. I don't think he's going to be able to crack 20 touchdowns at this pace. And we can go back to the film and we can try to execute the scheme as much as we want. But, I mean, how many times are he going to try to do the same thing over and over and over again before you finally realize, hey, this just isn't working out? And, and, and it just brings us back to, like, why... Why would the Jets hire Adam Gates? You know, he wasn't making any big splashes in Miami. I I believe he had one 10 and 6 season uh, where Miami was looking pretty darn elite. Uh, Well, not even elite. They just had a a good 10 and 6 season, Um, but they I mean they couldn't do anything in the playoffs. So that's a moot point. And then you know they go 7 and 9, and it's like okay, what are we going to do here? You know, they get fired. Brian Flores comes in. And even though Miami was in a full, and I mean full, rebuild with Ryan Fitzpatrick as their definitive starter, uh, you know, they won a couple of games. They're able to beat the New England Patriots. I don't know if the Jets can beat the New England Patriots this season. I don't know if the Jets can beat anybody this season. I, I thought, you know, and I and I wanted to be. I really did. I really wanted to believe. I said, you know what? I was screaming for Adam Gase's job all year last year. But the Jets are talented. They have some great players. They have a solid defense that's reliable. I like what Greg Williams does up there. But but now, especially after all the moves that we've seen and uh, what the offense is looking like, I mean, I'm pretty sure like this was their chance to win one game. Now they have to run through a gauntlet, and I I mean, they got to go against the Patriots. They got to go against. I'm pretty sure they're going against the Chiefs and the uh, Chargers. It it it's, it doesn't it doesn't look good. It 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 just does not look good whatsoever. Um. So yeah, the Jets can probably go 0-16. And you know what? They look even worse than the 0-16 Detroit Lions. Like what 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 is what was the point of all of this? What was the point of hiring Adam Gates just to, you know, ruin Sam Darnold? I mean, look, he doesn't like losing. This isn't great. Sam Darnold, yeah, he makes a mistake or two every once in a while because you know what, let's face it, he's a very young quarterback. I mean, he's even younger than Mark Sanchez when Mark Sanchez came into the league, both of them from USC. But at the very least, with Rex Ryan, Mark Sanchez was able to take help take the Jets out to uh, to the championship game behind a solid running game and a staunch defense. The Jets were supposed to do the same thing. They had Le'Veon Bell. They had the staunch defense. And they had their young quarterback from USC, Robbie Anderson, coming out. He was a pretty good deep threat. They had Carter last year, and he became uh, Sam Darnold's favorite target towards the end of the season, But, but all we can get is seven and nine, and it's atrocious. It is atrocious. As a matter of fact, even with Todd Bowles, although they missed the playoffs because of Rex Ryan and, you know, matchups and everything, but... With Todd Bowles and Ryan Fitzpatrick, the Jets still went ten and six. And even though Todd Bowles had like a back-to-back four and twelve seasons, one of those seasons, at least three, four, at least three or four of those games were decided by a weird penalty or just a, a, a mistake in defense or a lapse or a turnover or something. But they were very much in those games and they were playing competitive. They just, much like the Denver Broncos last year. They would just lose to like last second field goals or you know, just last second good plays. At the end of the day, they couldn't close. But but with Adam Gates, I mean the Jets I mean, talking about them not being competitive feels like beating a dead horse. But they really it really does feel as though the New York Jets are in dire, dire, dire situation right now. They are in a dire situation right now. And if I were the Jets, I'm not tanking for Trevor. Because all that's going to do is put Trevor Lawrence in a bad situation. Is he going to make uh, more plays than Sam Darnold? Sure. Is he going to do a couple more, you know, fancy things? Absolutely. I mean, he's a stud at a quarterback in Clemson. But here's the thing. You have your quarterback. You can, like, you, but you have to build around him. You have to instill him with confidence. Sam Darnold is not even allowed to audible and change plays if he sees something that the the defense is showing him. He's not. We We learned about that earlier this year. You're talking to me about a quarterback guru that's supposed to help develop a young quarterback and he's not even allowed to audible at the line when he sees a mismatch on defense? I mean, what kind of crap is that? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but that is not winning football. And I don't want to call for anybody's job, but yes, I absolutely want to call for Adam Gates' job because he never should have gotten the job in the first place. He absolutely should not have gotten the job in the first place. So who knows? Maybe they'll let him ride out the season. Maybe he gets fired by Week 8 or or Week 9. I mean, the Jets are going to go 0-9, Like, let's be honest, they they haven't been competitive thus far. And now they have to run through a gauntlet. uh, Like, just five just incredibly, incredibly good teams that they have to go against. You know, so maybe they can get a win against Miami. But at the end of the day, I mean, Adam Gates, he gets outcoached. He doesn't help his players. He's not a leader in the locker room. He doesn't inspire his fans. He doesn't have good press conferences. I mean, like he, all of New York hates him. You know, it, he's he's not the guy. And when you don't have the guy, it's time for him to go. Adam Gase hasn't done anything, uh, uh, you know, that's that's truly notable in his career, except for being the quarterback coach for Peyton Manning. And Peyton Manning was calling all the plays. He gets out coached. Day in, day out. I mean, the fact that the Jets aren't able to beat the third-string quarterback of the Denver Broncos is is alarming. The fact that the Jets got three interceptions and is forced to kick field goals constantly. I mean, Adam Gates kicked a field goal on fourth and one in his Like, on on what? the It was like a 30-yard line. Fourth and one. Shoot, man. Hand it off to Frank Gore. Get a QB sneak from Darnold. Do something. Take a shot into the end zone. Anything. What, kick a field goal? I thought we were trying to win games. You know? But all he does, all he does is give up. And you see it. Oh, the Jets, especially this year, you've seen them just give up, you know, and it, and it's heartbreaking because it means that for another year, another year, the New York Jets and the New York Jets fan base are forced to watch their favorite team just absolutely, I, I mean just drop the ball and let everybody down. It's it's sad. It's depressing. It's it's heartbreaking. I mean, there's there's no other way to describe it. This Jets team is they have a lot of things to figure out. But I do believe that they should have at least one thing completely figured out. Fire at him. Just and, and honestly, I'd prefer if they did it sooner rather than later. Get an interim head coach to at least get this team to at least try again. To play some football again. And and start focusing on stability in the franchise. They're sitting on on 20 on 30 million dollars in cap space. They haven't kept any of their top uh picks for the past, like, what, five, six, seven years? And they've had some really good picks, but they're playing for other teams, you know? Like, let's get some stability. Let's stop trying to, to reinvent the wheel. Let's just get it. Let's, the formula is simple. Get a coach that comes from a winning organization. Get a coach that has proven to have a great offensive scheme. Get a coach that you know is like, has a good, just have a good resume. Get a coach that you can believe in. Get a coach that's bringing in culture. I know the Giants are just as bad, but at the very least, I love how the Giants are playing football right now. Yeah, they're getting killed, but they're playing. They're trying. They're fighting hard. They just have to go against a bunch of tough teams and and obvious mismatches. I mean, the Giants, we know their offensive line is decimated. but and, and not just decimated, but they're young. They have a very young offensive line that still needs to learn how to play together, that still needs to learn what it means to be an offensive lineman in the NFL. Because offensive linemen, uh, like... Through all throughout college, especially with uh, the schools that use uh, simpler offensive schemes. I mean, you, you, when you get to the NFL as an offensive lineman, you're basically learning a, a, a whole new way to, to to guard and block. You know? That's why Makai Becton is such a beast, because he's come in and has been an absolute stud at the left tackle. And I swear to goodness, if he's not in the Jets, if he's not a long, a lifelong jet. I, I'm I, I. cannot root for this team anymore. But 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 getting in Adam Gase has been a terrible disaster. It is that's at the end of the day, it's been a disaster. And I love Sam Darnold. I uh, like number three overall pick. Uh, I I I believe in the kid. I believe that he can do good things. I believe he's a smart quarterback, but he needs help, not just from his receiver core, not just from his blockers. He needs help from his coach. He needs help from his organization. And he needs to understand that he belongs in the NFL. Because when you're putting up the numbers that he's putting up with the terrible scheme that he's in, how can how can anyone sit there and you know how can anyone sit there and legitimately believe that his confidence isn't hurting, that he's not questioning his ability to stay in the NFL. And I know a lot of New York fans are calling for his head and saying, thank for Trevor, but what we, what we don't need is for even more instability in the franchise. You know, what we do need is to get rid of Adam Gase, get a coach that can, at the very least, come in with a winning culture, Keep the players that we want to rally behind. No more trading away our best players for draft picks. No more of that. Let's hold on. Let's keep the team together. Let's let these guys get to know each other and play for a while. Let's stop with the carousel. Let's let's keep you know some form of stability in the team. Let's keep the locker room together. Let's make sure that these guys or a tight-knit group, a good unit. Let's make sure that practice is going better. Let's make sure that these guys want to fight for games. Let's make sure that they know that their coach is going to be a coach that wants to see them get a winning chance. Because I'm sorry, but kicking a field goal on a fourth and one just to go up by, what, one, two measly points? That's not not inspiring your team with confidence, especially if you're doing it from the 30-yard line. You know, so like I said, it's it's it, it should be clipped for Adam Gase. Should have never have hired him in the first place. You know, you see what he's done, not just with Sam Darnold but Le'Veon Bell. You've seen what this Jets organization is right now. Is glaring. I don't think there's gonna be a huge turnaround, um, especially not with the schedule that they have to go against. Uh, it's it's another lost season so hopefully they pick up the pieces they learn from their mistakes Joe Douglas you know make some great draft picks and we um we try again next year thank you for listening to uh another episode of the OD sports podcast I like you I love you and uh until next time.